Welcome to the Praxis Behind the Obscure podcast. And today I wanted to discuss dream yoga. So dream yoga is a thing that I was interested in a while back, but I never really dove into it in terms of reading that much about it um, extensively or uh, attempting to practice it. But uh, recently I picked up a few books on the topic and so I figured it would be a good chance to share a little bit about uh, the practice of dream yoga. And so for some people, they listen, dream yoga, what is that? Like, how do you do yoga while you're sleeping? How do you do yoga in your dreams, right? And so um, I did read a few books on the topic recently. One was called Dream Yoga and the Practice of Natural Light by Chogyal Namkai Norbu. And I think this is the first um, book on the topic released in English. And so... Uh, Dream Yoga is uh, a part of the uh, Vajrayana Tibetan Tantric Buddhist tradition uh, practiced in all lineages of Tibetan Buddhism. And also, I believe it it mentioned that it was practiced in the Bon Po tradition or the pre-Buddhist tradition in Tibet as well. Um, I've also come to recently find out that uh, in uh, Hindu Tantra or um, Kashmir Shaivism, I believe that they do also have dream yoga practices as well. Um, however, I don't know much about uh, if there's uh, if they're very similar or uh, what the crossover is. But um, from what I've seen, there are quite a lot of similarities um, from what little I've seen, at least. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I read the Dream Yoga and the Natural Practice of Clear, clear Light by uh, Chogyal Namkai Norbu. Also, the Tibetan Art of Dream Analysis by Dr. Nida, and uh, he comes from a uh, traditional Tibetan um, medical background, but he's also a uh, tantric practitioner. And the first book by Chogyal Namkai Norbu, he's from the Nyingma lineage. And then I also read another book called uh, Dream and Sleep Yoga by, hold on. The Tibetan Yogas of Dream and Sleep by Tenzin Wangyal Rinpoche. And so he's actually more from the Bon lineage, uh, which, as I mentioned, um, it did end up sort of fusing with Buddhism. However, uh, it's more of a shamanistic pre-Buddhist lineage um, of practices that were already existent in Tibet uh, prior to uh, Buddhism coming there. And so I figured that uh, first I'd start out with a little bit about Uh, sharing what is dream yoga. So in the West these days, lucid dreaming is a very popular uh, topic. There are a lot of books on it. It's something that um, many people tend to practice, many people are interested in. Um, So uh, in some ways, so dream yoga actually does include these sort of practices, these sort of lucid dreaming practices, right? So one goal of dream yoga practice is to be aware to um, sort of remind yourself. So, you know, if you hear people lucid dreaming, they sort of create these anchors and triggers and reminders throughout the day uh, that they are, um, uh, you know, that they are awake now and then sort of checking if they're dreaming, things along those lines, right? Sort of reminders to remember to uh, stay aware during your dreams, right? And so there are similar things in the dream yoga practice. However, uh, in dream yoga, Um, there are a few different types of dreams, right? There's a few different types of practices, right? And so one of them is, uh, one one type of dream uh, is considered more of the karmic traces type dream. So it's sort of 
um, you know, random cause and effects, you know, things that might have traces that might have happened throughout your day, throughout your mindset, throughout your behavior. So it's sort of the manifestation of those things, right? Um, and then another one is the dreams of clarity, where one is um, able to be lucid and sort of derive insights throughout your dreams, right? Um, and then there's also the clear light type dreams, which are the dreams that um, th this is ultimately considered like the highest dream of goal, uh, dream, highest goal of dream yoga, which is to um, uh, sort of stabilize uh, enlightened awareness in the clear light throughout your dreaming process, right? And so <clears throat> in these traditions, while people practice, they do tantric practices, they do meditation, um, it's said that, you know, you sleep, what, seven, eight hours a day, that's a big chunk of your life, and that's wasted time if you're not using that as well for practice, right? And so uh, they view the dreams as sort of an extension of uh, your daily practice as well, right? And so um, it's important to mention here, too, that uh, the view here is that uh, a dream is one sort of bardo or in-between state, right? So you have the the dream state, the bardo of dream, and then you have the bardo of, uh, a, you know, daily life or the bardo of becoming, bardo of the world here. And then also the death, the bardo of, you know, uh, bardo of death or the bardo of the in-between state between death and rebirth, right? And so all of these, um, all of these bardos or states, the dream state, the waking state, and the death state are uh, points where you can practice, right? So in the daytime, uh, one might practice um, one might practice meditation or deity yoga or uh, tumo kundalini type practices to achieve awareness um, and to wake up and then in night they might do dream yoga practices which are an extension of that and then in death there are like uh, other practices there's bardo yoga or poa which is the transfer transference of consciousness um, at death in order to either achieve a higher rebirth or enter a pure land or um, or uh, transfer to another state. And so um, all of these practices kind of, uh, uh, while they all sort of come together, but they're utilized at different periods in different bardo states, right? And so uh, that being said, I figured I would kind of share a little bit about um, the practices themselves. So. Uh, there's a really cool little manual in uh, one of the books, and it kind of gives you a uh, you know a basic guide, basic instructions, um, uh, basic preparations for dream yoga. And so I thought it'd be kind of cool to share this with people. This is actually my first solo podcast. Usually I have a guest on, but um, I thought this was interesting to share. So uh, this is from an original dream yoga text, uh, the dream yoga, the self-purifying illusion. So day one practice during the day while eating, dressing, walking, sitting, sleeping, or at any moment in your life, imagine the following. I'm sleeping and I'm dreaming. Think of all that, say it aloud, and imagine that this is all a dream. This is all an, an illusion and say it aloud. The second part is practice before sleep. So before sleeping, visualize in the center of the throat chakra a white lotus flower with four petals. Here, uh, you can imagine Guru Amitabha in union, so in union with consort, so that's sort of a tantric um, Yadam Didi. Uh, in his heart, there's a coral 
ah surrounded by a lotus, uh, which have the letters anu-ta-ra, so the syllables, four syllables in the lotus uh, petals, and then one in the middle with a ah. So it is said that here, uh, you can actually visualize this in English, so you can, um, you don't necessarily need to visualize a deity, but you at least should visualize uh, your throat chakra, um, four petals with anutara, and then an A, even an English A in the middle of that. Uh, this in red color. So it said that uh, it's important to visualize this in red color. Okay. Uh, here, um, you say, may I be able to catch the dream to realize my own awareness within the dream, to transform the dream, to avoid fear in the dream, and to understand the truth of the dream. So after you recite that prayer, you chant the mantra Om Anuttara, which is the syllables that are on the lotus and in the middle of the lotus. Uh, visualize that red light to be like rising sun, radiating, radiating from the body of the Guru, eliminating from your body all bad karma and provocations. Your body fills with red light, which then expands beyond your body. All of space becomes a pure land, and all sentient beings become Dakas and Dakinis. The light is offered to all the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. The light comes back to the Guru's heart, and the A becomes very radiant and colorful. Focus your mind on it, as if you were threading a needle. Just before falling asleep, remind yourself, verbally or mentally, 21 times to catch your dream. So here you kind of see that um, uh, you imagine this red light uh, at your throat chakra. And there's other simpler ways to do this. So um, a very simple way mentioned in uh, the other dream yoga text by Choga Chogyal Namkai Norbu is instead of visualizing the lotus with the syllables and with the ah, you simply just sort of visualize a red, um, a red sphere, a red ball with the ah in the middle of it. Could be an English a even, right? And um, and you imagine that radiating out, uh, cleansing your body of all the karma, bad karma, provocations, expanding outside of your body and everything turning into a pure land, and then the light coming back with the, um, uh, with the sort of energy and blessings of the Buddhas, and then coming back to the ah in your throat, okay? And then, of course, reminding yourself before you sleep. So why, why are we focusing on the throat here? It's said that um, the energies collect uh, at different parts of the bodies at different time. So often when you're sleeping, uh, it is said the energies are often collected at your throat. And so uh, what some people will do before dream yoga is they'll do kundalini or tumo practices uh, and bring the inner fire from the uh, lower navel up to your throat. So sort of stimulating energy up the central channel into your throat so that you have a concentration of energy at your throat in order to, um, during the day, uh, before sleep, in order to sort of facilitate awareness, a smooth transition, uh, into sleep where the energies naturally gather at your throat, right? Um, also during deep sleep, it said they sort of gather at your um, your heart. And then uh, in, in sleep, if you want to be more aware or awake during your uh, dream practice, it is said often um, if, if you're not becoming lucid, sometimes they'll have you focus the energy more at your crown or your head, right? Okay, so uh, part three is catching the dream. So if you fall asleep mindfully, you can catch the dream. If you cannot catch it, it is because you weak devotion, bad karma, lack of desire, courage, and effort. 
So you want to be more mindful. You want to pray more with your inner heart. If you still cannot catch the dream, after repeating this a few times, visualize the guru in your head, heart, navel, or base chakra. So as I mentioned, um, these are sort of the places where um, you collect the energies and they have sort of different effects, right? Deep sleep, um, lucidity, or heightened awareness. Um, upon waking, if you succeed in catching your dream, do not open your eyes. Keep them closed while being mindful and relaxed. This will help you further in overcoming the difficulty of catching your dream. And so part four is transforming the dream. So once you have a stable base from which to catch your dreams regularly, you should do purification, uh, multiplication, and transformation. So uh, what they mean here is that uh, in your dream, if you are lucid, um, some practices you can do are sort of multiplying things, changing the size of things, changing the shapes of things. These are sort of um, beginning practices of uh, being aware, lucid in dreams, and sort of changing uh, reality around you in these dreams, right? Um, also, during the day, you should imagine yourself in a dream uh, and that you need to transform all these experiences so you can kind of see an extension into your daily life. Within the dream, the dream fire does not burn you, nor dream water floods you, or you can't fall off a cliff. Imagine yourself free of restrictions. Do the same meditation with wild animals, spirits, etc. Um, invoke these thoughts before sleeping. When you succeed in catching your dream, repeat these actions. Uh, for example, if an animal attacks you during the day, uh, if in a, during a day, this is a dream animal and therefore it cannot attack me. So sort of keep that in mind before going to sleep, right? Remind, in other words, reminding yourself that you can't be harmed uh, in these dreams, right? Uh, during the day, in whatever you see or experience, uh, think of it like a dream. And in the dream, you can do anything. Transforming water into fire, uh, changing objects at will. Okay? And so, uh, there's some other notes here on um, antidotes. So if you encounter demons in your dreams, um, you can sort of summon uh, stronger deities to overcome them. So they give you examples of Hayagriva, a wrathful deity, or Vajrapani. It's also important to note that for people who do deity yoga practice, uh, before going to sleep, when you uh, are bringing the energies to your throat, you also visualize yourself as that yidam, as that deity. So it could be Vajrayogini, Chakrasamvara, whoever it is. And you can actually, um, as you practice the practice in the daytime, you carry over in the form of that deity into the dream world, into the dream yoga practice. Okay. Um, all right. So it also mentions pure lands. You can also visit any pure land you wish. Uh, listen to the Buddhist teachings. Uh, travel continents. Um, focus your mind strongly. So it also mentions you know you can listen to. It is said you can learn um, listen to Dharma talks. Um, and do other practices in these dreams, visit other pure lands, right? Um, okay, so other things that I'll mention for dream preparation practice. Uh, it is good to be in a quiet, uh, dark atmosphere. Um, <clears throat> kind of uh, cut off, you know, uh, common sense stuff like cutting off mobile phones, television, and other things before bed. Um, eating lighter food, cooked vegetables. Um, it says heavy foods affect digestion and dreaming. Uh, you want to reduce your fluid intake. Okay. 
Um, and here I'll, I'll make a note that um, some practices will have you wake up every few hours, so they'll set alarms, and then you sort of redo the practice and fall asleep, redo the practice and fall asleep every couple hours. Um, that way, if you weren't lucid the first time, you can kind of rehash the process or sharpen up the process. And, there, and each part of the night sort of has different, um, uh, there are different uh, benefits, so to speak, or different um, things you can experience, right? Um, also, not good to drink coffee or tea at night. More common sense there, right? Um, okay. Uh, also, um, one practice you can also do before um, uh, starting your dream yoga, it's, it's recommended in pretty much all of these books here that I read, is to do the, um, uh, what is called the nine-step purification breath. And so that uh, simply is uh, you cover your left nostril. Um, some people call this alternate nostril breathing. So you cover your left nostril, breathe in through your right, and um, uh, imagine that you are taking in uh, pure male energy, okay? And then you breathe out, uh, cover your right, breathe out through your left, and you're exhaling the sort of, uh, uh, you know, toxins or um, anger, aggression, and negative aspects out. And then you repeat that again three times. Then you move to the uh, left nostril, so you cover the right, and start from the other side three times. So breathe in through the left while covering the right nostril, um, breathing in female energy, and then out through the right, um, sort of the you know desire, jealousy, and those sort of negative traits, and uh, you know murky, um, murky energy coming out your right nostril. Uh, and you can also imagine the male as being white, the female as being red. The energy is going through the right nostril white, uh, energy is going through the left nostril red as they come in and out, respectively. And then uh, imagine your central channel, you're breathing in this blue energy that sort of the equalizing energy three times. So that's why it's nine breaths, right? So three on the right nostril, uh, three in through the right, out through the left, three in through the left, out through the right nostril, and then three with both nostrils in and out, deep breaths of equalizing energy, okay? Um, and so this is said to sort of clear out your energy channels and make it more optimal for um, dream yoga practice. And also this is done in you know, Kundalini, Tumo, and most other systems as sort of a preliminary, right? Um, okay. Um, also, uh, here's another important point. So uh, the body should rest on the right side uh, left arm on the body, right little finger covering, covering the right nostril. Okay, so uh, this is actually an important point. So here, um, it's actually different depending on if you're male or female. So um, what it is said, it's that males have an advantage of, um, it's better for them to, let's see. Okay, so <clears throat> lie down in the correct posture, men on the right side, women on the left side. So it's sort of the men have more um, like dominant energy on the right side, women on the left side, right? So when you close off those channels, it makes it more optimal for dream yoga, easier to do, right? So you, you wanna lay on the right for, your right side for men, left side for women, okay? And um, uh, one other thing you can do is sort of visualize uh, dakinis or beings protecting you, angels, dakinis, whatever floats your boat, right? And um, 
uh, sort of calm your breathing. Uh, here you can also cover, if you're laying on the right side uh, with the left arm on your body, your little right finger can cover your right nostril, okay? Uh, that's optimal. And you can, like I said, imagine protecting beings around you, uh, breathe comfortably, gently, uh, get relaxed um, and present, and uh, create a strong intention to have vivid dreams where you recognize the dream as a dream, right? Okay, so also mentions that, uh, mentions that for time, uh, dream yoga, obviously it's mostly practiced at night. Um, at this time, our lunar energy starts to circulate in our channels. It's an ideal time for dream yoga practice. And therefore, uh, energetically, sleeping for, through the day is not usual for this practice, right? Not ideal. Um, and also, of course, as they mentioned, the throat chakra is the main uh, door of the dreams. Uh, it makes it easier to catch dreams there, as I mentioned, because the energy congregates there um, during dreams. And uh, as mentioned earlier, um, you can use the heart chakra for deeper sleep and the head to be more aware if you sleep deeply and you can't um, achieve lucidity, right? And so, as mentioned, uh, the simple way is either a sort of a red sphere, a red four-petaled lotus with an A in the middle of it, or you can have, um, you can have uh, Om Anuttara, which uh, if you know the Tibetan, you can have that, or just in English, um, surrounding the petals and in the middle. And there are four processes of this practice. So you have the catch, purify, overcome fear, and illusion. So starting the practice of dream yoga is like entering into the dream yoga house. The entrance of the building is called catching the dream, which means staying in a state of active awareness while dreaming. Several methods can be used to do this. Meditate on your empty body in channels, so central channel, left, right. Sleep mindfully with a gentle breath. Focus on the desire to catch your dream, so the prayers and desires we mentioned earlier. Uh, visualize a small or white or red uh, energy uh, with a syllable or letter. So I mentioned that you can imagine a red ball with a ah. Um, you can also imagine that uh, lotus with Om Anuttara. And recite this mantra. One mantra people recite is Om Anuttara, which is on that lotus before you sleep. Uh, mantra visualization, so you can meditate and visualize the mind as clean and pure. With the mantra recitation, visualize either a small red ball of light, or you can even see your whole body as a red light. Okay, and the next step is if you achieve lucidity, um, there are transformational things you can do in dreams, right? So transforming the subject uh, in a dream state, right? So we mentioned... Um, can you can transform objects, you can transform yourself, right? So as I mentioned, the size of things, uh, multiplying them, uh, etc. right? Traveling, you know, flying through space, vis visiting different countries, walking through walls are things you can do. <clears throat> Rising to pure lands. Um, and here's another really, really big part of this practice. So um, one thing that they mentioned you should do is overcome your fears and dreams. So this is um, everybody harbors these fears, and um, uh, in the dream practice, uh, it can be very helpful to overcome your fears, um, your attachments, right? And so uh, one thing, it's a mental exercise of working through these um, uh, fears and purifying yourself. So 
Um, illusory meditation, the dream practitioner meditates on the illusionary nature of mind. Remembering that everything is a dream coming from mind, uh, therefore all of our thoughts and manifestations are illusions from our mind. They're pure in nature. It's mentioned that when we realize while we are dreaming that our dream is merely a projection of the mind, it is an illusion, we become aware of the nature of mind. Uh, such awareness can be perceived in the waking state. Dreaming, there's no separation of subject-object, mind or matter, and no differentiation. So it's here that we um, sort of work into the clear light, right? Recognizing the clear light in the dream as you do in deep meditation and uh, resting in this non-dual awareness, right? So some more tips it's mentioned is that um, you can meditate on the illusory body, keeping in mind that the body is an illusion. From time to time, look into the mirror, talk to your image as a perfect example that is an illusion. Time to time, chant the mantra throughout the day. Uh, do breathing exercises that we mentioned. Um, you can also chant the mantra that we mentioned, Om Anuttara. Um, and then before bed, uh, the same thing, the aspiration, the mantra, seeing the uh, red light in your throat or um, lotus in your throat, getting in the right position, right or left side, and um, breathing steadily, calming the mind and focusing the energy at the throat. And as mentioned, of course, you can do a kundalini practice to bring the energies in the central channel up to the throat. All right, some other things that I can mention here um, are uh, removing grasping and aversion. So uh, encounter all things that create desire and attachment as illusory and empty. Illusory and empty. Luminous phenomenon of a dream. Recognize that your reactions to phenomenon as a dream, all emotions, judgments, and preferences are being dreamt up. You can be certain that you are doing this correct. You can be certain that you're doing this correctly if immediately upon remembering that your reaction is a dream, desire and attachment lessen. You also want to remember to strengthen your intention before going to sleep, as we mentioned, and begin the day with a strong intention to maintain the practice. Uh, remember you are lucid in your dream. Commit yourself to the practice uh, to be lucid um, throughout the day and generate strong intention. So <clears throat> sort of reminding yourself throughout the day to um, uh, that things are illusory, illusory and uh, that you have the intention to remain lucid even throughout the night. Okay, I just wanted to give a brief um, run through of what dream yoga is in the Tibetan tradition um, and some sort of you know tips for preparation and real basic instructions. And I definitely recommend uh, picking up these books uh, there are three of them, as I mentioned, and I'll include those in the show notes. Um, I think the book that really has the uh, most simple instructions and straightforward at the end of it is The um, Tibetan Art of Dream Analysis by Dr. Nita, so I'll include that. Um, a real brief and simple uh, breakdown of dream yoga, I would say, was Chogyai Namkai Norbu's book, and maybe a more detailed but uh, sort of mixes in many different practices would be the uh, Tibetan yogas of dream and sleep. So um, that just gives you an idea of the different kind of approaches uh, that you can expect. And uh, yeah, maybe in the comments share if you end up doing these practices. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, they are practiced uh, often with like the six yogas of Naropa, working with the Bardo, conscious transference, 
uh, kundalini practices and stabilization and clear light, which is the ultimate goal of dream yoga. But uh, prior to that, obviously achieving lucidity, working through fears, um, uh, working through comic traces, these are all uh, parts of these dreams. And it's also important to mention that there are certain symbols in the dreams of clarity, um, which is cool that Dr. Nita's book includes uh, that the different symbols that pop up in dreams, and it has a sort of little dictionary that what sort of meanings uh, these symbols often have. So uh, that's another benefit of his book is that it includes um, uh, a little more on symbolism and uh, um, things like that that the other two books didn't include. All right, so until next time.